0: Okay, it's Monday morning, the day of the big Wakarahe police sting operation on the Dad cacao thieves. So I'm gonna walk out to the stretch of roadside where the bikes tend to park and we'll see what's happening. If there are any cacao thieves operating today and if the police are doing anything more soon. So, funny story. It's 2022, and I'm in Bolivia, at Tranquilidad, Volker Lehman's wild cacao estate in the jungle. Good morning. Good morning. I have not slept that deeply in years, I think. Hmm. Did, you, did you dream or? It's crazy dreams. Crazy dreams. Crazy dreams. Crazy, dream. crazy dreams.
3: Yeah, this is what's happening
0: here. Yes, Volker's back. He burned out on cacao in 2014 and left the country, bankrupt and bitter. But by 2017, he couldn't stand to stay away any longer. The game had changed and for the better. The new wave of craft chocolate makers was willing to pay more than ever before for really great beans. Um, the bean to bar uh, movement, it's more than chocolate making. It's really exploring new horizons. So he came back to Bolivia with a new plan restore tranquilidad, transform it into a state-of-the-art demonstration center for wild cacao, and concentrate on quality instead of volume. That sounded great to me, but there's just one catch. Actually, there's a lot of catches, but this is the most present. The situation started developing a few days ago. Each day, people who live near tranquilidad ride their motorbikes into the cacao groves and spend the day picking and opening pots. I try my hand at the harvest, too. In the afternoon, the pickers ride out and drop off the beans. Volker weighs the beans on an ancient scale and hands them cash. Then he and his team sort through the slurpy beans, picking out bits of gunk, and begin the long process of fermenting and drying.
3: How much have you done? Per pod? No, per kilo. Per kilo? Uh, Yeah, beans. No, but you have to uh, present me a bag with the beans. And right. then I can tell
0: you Can we do I, weigh them. And... How much do I get per kilo? The um, kilo will be almost one dollar. All right, I think I earned about a dollar Okay. I got a dollar. I timed my visit to coincide with peak harvest, but after several days of picking, Volker isn't liking what he's seeing. It is gradually going down. It's not so easy anymore. He's getting about 200 kilos of beans per day, and he'd like to be getting twice that. On a good year, Tranquilidad can produce about five tons of cacao. And this year is looking super light, even though conditions have been good. So each day, as the light harvest comes in, Volker gets increasingly quiet. And after a particularly light day, he says, let's go for a ride. So we hop in his antique truck, a 1964 Dodge Power Wagon classic and indestructible. Back before this part of Bolivia had roads, this was how Volker got his cacao to market, tooling over the grasslands during the dry season in his power wagon, sacks of cacao in back. Now we take it down the red dirt road a couple of miles to the other side of Tranquilidad, far from the entrance gate. I wasn't sure why Volker brought me on this field trip, but now I understand. Motorbikes are stashed in the weeds, all along the barbed wire fence that marks the property line. The fence is bent open in multiple spots, and from each, a well-established trail heads into the forest. Intruders. uh, Are are these guys also getting your kick out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cacao thieves. They're sneaking into Tranquilidad each day, picking Volker's cacao and carting it off to a competitor. Volker says it's happened before, and he tamped it down, but the problem has flared up again. So basically if you if you retaliated one, two, three, four.
3: Yeah, if I retaliate, they start retaliating and and they are in majority and up here, four appearance, yeah. Four, five, six, yeah.
0: He hops out of the truck and starts snapping photos of the bikes. So I hop out too.
3: I just want to document the uh, the issue.
0: Yeah. We briefly float the idea of waiting for the thieves to emerge from the woods, red-handed, and we quickly reject it.
3: I cannot confront five young young, young guys yeah. getting angry. Like, no, because I, I go through the system. I go to the police and ask them, please do something. Yeah. They're stealing my cacao. What are you gonna do?
0: And if you think that is going to be straightforward, well, then you haven't been paying attention of Kaleidoscope and iHeart Podcasts, this is Obsessions Wild Chocolate. I'm Rowan Jacobson. Chapter 7, The Art of the Deal.
3: like bad luck for at least 12 years. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a blues, you know. If there weren't bad luck, I wouldn't have a, 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 a luck at all.
0: You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's morning in Tranquilidad and Volker and I are supposed to be out in the cacao forest. But, once again, It's pouring. So we're hanging in his yeah. screenhouse while he tells me why he came back to it take one last shot at his masterpiece, see, and, and maybe even save his favorite place. I always
3: kept myself from Piliwad. I always kept it out of, you know, I, I never mingled it too much into, to all of this. Why, like, right. because it was mine, and I wanted to protect it.
0: <laughs> when the bankruptcy lawyers were circling like vultures. Tranquilidad was the one thing he managed to keep out of their talents. Were you worried what it was going to look like when you got back?
3: Yeah, when I came back, I was crying. I was like, oh, it's, I have to start all over again. When I came here, it was uh, paper and, and garbage all over the place. And I was like, terrible. I was close to 60. long time for me, five years is a long time. Being 60, no, because I, I thought of, oh, yeah, maybe in two years I will retire. Um, then I realized that I have to start again. And did that seem daunting? Oh yeah, that was, um, and, and then it creeped into my mind, and if that fails again, then what? What did I achieve?
0: emotional turmoil and financial misery, there had been some bright spots. He'd put a brand new idea into the world. The chocolate had been recognized as some of the best of all time. And the Chocolatales, the wild cacao forests, were now permanently protected. Volker actually helped write the regulations. Most important of all, by proving the greatness of wild chocolate, he'd helped to spur a global treasure hunt. The U.S. was now full of bean-to-bar chocolate makers eager to get their hands on great beans with unique flavors and prices had soared. So, he had a new plan. Instead of chasing 45 tons of beans across half of Bolivia each year, like he used to do, he could just make a few tons of the most delicious cacao imaginable, and that would be enough to keep Tranquilidad afloat. Last year, I, I, um, I got some money out of savings,
3: and I put, put it all on zero a roulette. <laughs> so this better work. <laughs> In
0: 2021, he went for it, spending every cent he had to build a new solar-powered fermentation center and to use it to produce the world's most perfectly fermented beans. So he spun the wheel and prayed zero would come up. <laughs> so it was my last coin. So I put my last <laughs> coin on it and, and, last it, coin hit, and it hit zero. It, 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 explain that. Yeah, um,
3: last year I could make 10 tons Mm -hmm. and I sold it uh, for the best
0: price ever. That set him up for a great 2022. The fermentation center was paid for. If he could just make another 10 tons this year and sell them at top dollar, he'd be golden. Now, normally Volker could do 10 tons of cacao in his sleep. And that's kind of what I thought I was showing up for. A victory lap of sorts to finish my foray into wild chocolate. We pick some cacao, crack some beers, maybe fry another crocodile. Instead, things have gone haywire on multiple fronts, which is why, instead of a victory lap, I'm going to spend a lot of this episode sucking dust on Bolivia's horrendous back roads, chasing new supplies. For starters, there's the cacao that's disappearing out the back of Tranquilidad. Walter was counting on Tranquilidad for four or five tons, and now it looks like he'll be lucky to make two. Normally, that wouldn't be a problem either, Volker used to source 15 tons a year from the other Chocolatales in Baures, But would I suggest that we just go hit up his old contacts? He says, actually, it's complicated. The town council in Baures just passed a new law banning anyone outside of the town from buying fresh Baures beans. And Tranquilidad is just across the river in the town of Huacaraje, So he's been cut off. At first, that didn't make any sense to me. Why would they cut off their number one buyer? And when I prod Volker, he kind of hems and haws. But then, as we're driving to Wakaraje, Uh, he confesses.
3: I'm actually the the person who triggered it because I I was in this chat group in WhatsApp.
0: Mm -hmm. It was a technical group of Bolivian cacao professionals. And if you've ever been a part of a chat group, You know, there's always somebody who has to stir the pot. And in this group, you can probably guess who that somebody was.
3: I posted uh, photos of uh, of almost green pots. And I I wrote, um, you know, this is how it is when there is no control.
0: Basically, he had new competitors that were buying cacao that wasn't even ripe yet. And so the cacao was getting harvested too early, which was screwing things up for people who were waiting to buy until it was ripe. People like him.
3: Yeah, and I made a comment, you know, 15 years of, you know, working with NGOs and everything and nothing, you know, no control, no, no organization about it.
0: Uh-huh.
3: They got pissed.
0: <laughs> you bet they did. He just publicly flamed the proudest cacao town in Bolivia for having terrible quality control and inept management. Sometimes hubris bites back. Wow, that makes that, it makes no more sense.
3: Was, and then a lady uh, said in the uh, in the chat group, "I will make sure that this guy will not get any beans out of powders." <laughs> yeah.
0: So in a matter of days, his two main sources of cacao have evaporated and the season is moving along fast. So instead of peacefully picking cacao pods in the forest, I find myself riding shotgun in Volker's Land Cruiser as we rack up the miles, tunneling back into the cacao underground and his own past. The first buyer we visit in Huacaraje used to sell to Volker years ago, but, He says he doesn't think there's much cacao out there this year. The season is a bit of a dud, yikes. But our next stop, a guy named Ideal who lives out in the sticks says, no, there's cacao out there. You just have to know the right people. And Volker and I have a strong sense that Ideal is the right people. And surprise, surprise, after a lot of chit chat, Ideal says, well, maybe I can set something up for you. Turns out that way, way up the Rio Blanco, which is the river that runs past Tranquilidad, Adil knows of a village.
3: El Carmen, he has relatives there. And he said, we can arrange a wet bean transport, where he would do basically the work running up and down the river and bringing the beans with his relatives.
0: You don't have an idea of what the quantity could be up there, but probably all you need for your purposes? I have no idea. This is why we want to go
3: and see it ourselves.
0: After striking out at a few more spots, we pass another cacao agent named Maria. And Volker says he needs beans. And Maria says, yeah, you should talk to my cousin Chino up in a town called Beavista. Beavista borders this huge forest reserve, and Chino is a park ranger there and he knows some guys who've been camping out in the forest and picking cacao. Back in his heyday, Volker actually had a buying station in Bella Vista, so he knows there's a lot of cacao in those forests, so we get Chino's number. And so, after a couple of days of mostly dead ends, Volker has rustled up two leads. Chino, the park ranger in Bella Vista, and El Carmen, the mystery village in the middle of nowhere. Frankly, both sound pretty iffy to me, but the future of Tranquilidad is on the line So we're going to both. But first, we need to go to the law and nip this cacao thievery in the bud. That's after the break. Want a taste of some real wild chocolate? Delicious, nutritious, and 100% free of preservatives or moral conundrums. We got you covered. Kaleidoscope has joined forces with Louisa Abram and Stetler Chocolate to make a special box to go along with this very podcast. Now you too can sample flavors from the banks of the Amazon without having to fight off jaguars and anacondas. Just visit www.stetler-chocolate.com to order your wild chocolate today. Link in the show notes. How do you want to play this? You want Who do you want to say I am to the police? No,
3: you, I'm, I'm telling who you are.
0: I'm here doing a story about c- yeah. cacao in Bolivia. Yeah. Yeah. In All right, that sounds good. Honestly, it sounds a little lame to me, and I can already see my Pulitzer Prize slipping away, but there's no time to bargain. We've already pulled up to the Wakaraje police station, which isn't exactly bustling with activity. The door's closed, and the only thing going on in Wakaraje is a guy on the sidewalk pounding coca leaves on a stump with a mallet. Yeah, so, so you pound
3: soften, the leaves. To, they soften the, uh, yeah. the leaves. Uh, it's easier to,
0: to chew. Yeah.
3: Hola. buen dia.
0: Police cars up at the other end of the street. Hola. So they might be over there. Do you want to see so, if they're in the car up there? Yeah. So we cruise up to the other side of the plaza, the police car is empty. But then we spot the policeman around the corner drinking coffee with a friend.
3: Just hang here. All right. Yeah.
0: The conversation looks cordial. And when Volker gets back in the car, he seems pleased. Any word? Yeah, he's
3: the in and he he told me to he's coming over and we should just wait.
0: Which we do. And wait. And wait some more. To kill the time, I asked Volker when the trouble started at Tranquiladot. And he says right from the beginning. Because the previous owner was never around. So everyone got used to thinking of the land as a common larder.
3: And they were happy, you know, to
0: hunt and get the cacao, get the wood they wanted. Yeah. So you think think there was some resentment in the community um, when you put up the fence? Yeah. Um, You know, everything was easy.
3: You know and all of a sudden somebody said, no, now it stops um the guy's not coming and I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm really getting you know tired it it, it it bothers me that the police are not coming. and it really what a mess I't know no.
0: I think I see where this is headed, but I'm gonna remain uh, open to all possibilities.
3: Well, we we'll agreed tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> he's, he's busy.
0: <laughs> he's
3: busy chatting with me.
0: So we have to wait till tomorrow for an official audience with the cops. But in the meantime, we're off to Bay of Vista to track down this Gino dude, Maria's cousin. Yeah, that... It's four bone-rattling hours in Volker's Land Cruiser and the only breaks are a couple of tiny settlements we pass through. At each, we turn off the quote-unquote main road and cruise the back streets, peering into yards, looking for hanging bags of beans or tarps spread out with drying ones. To me, it smacks of desperation, but Volker says it's all about laying the groundwork. I buy
3: cacao from this area every year a little bit. All of a sudden, somebody pops up and says, I I got some cacao, Would you like to buy. For me, it's pretty much a drive-through. But if
0: you see, sometimes you'll see cacao.
3: Then I would stop and ask and uh, make a chat uh, and asking questions. Sometimes it's it's like, oh, yeah, I have a cousin and he has already some bags. Uh, When I see the color and the smell... Uh, right away, it tells me if it's interesting enough to dig deeper and, and make a cutting test and chew on it, or you know. And then, yeah, little by little, I might be interested in buying or not. Or straight out,
0: I see Volker doesn't see anything he likes, and in a couple of brutally bumpy hours, we hit Bay of Vista. And wow, true to its name. Bella Vista is up on a ridge overlooking the confluence of two rivers, and it's stunning. A huge sweep of velvety water, double-decker riverboats, kids playing in the shallows, a graceful church. There's a fiesta underway, and everyone is partying. It's really beautiful.
3: Like a piece of art. Yeah.
0: Volker peels off to work his connections while I explore the river and swim with the kids. We meet up at sunset at a bandstand looking over the river. There's an actual band playing, a hallmark sky... And I'm ready to move to Bay of Vista. Did you manage to hook up with uh, your contact? Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow I'm
3: <laughs> we are going to have a look at his place at ten about. Uh, his name is Chino. Chino. Well, uh, that's his nickname, of course. Yeah. Chino Hopi. He wants uh, the opportunity, uh, opportunity, and see what comes. Okay. So I take the risk. Giving him some money and see first why, what he's doing. You know, giving a shot. Yeah. yeah.
0: Volker shrugs, looks at the sunset, and cracks a beard. He doesn't look enthusiastic. Um. Yeah. I mean, if there's a lot of cacao here and no one's doing it, this could be could be potentially a lot, like a a significant amount coming out of here. I know
3: the potential here because I. I I worked here over ten years, yeah? and I know what uh, what is possible. But that is uh, that has to be digged out again. Uh, basically, coming starting again, you know, like right. like years before.
0: Beia Vista had been really good for Volker for a few years, but then it collapsed. And the culprit was the same old nemesis he's been battling in one way or another for 30 years.
3: Uh, here it's a hot spot for uh, um, cocaine smuggling. This is a narco narco spot here.
0: Now why, why here? With the... Yeah,
3: because it's uh, from here it's uh, pretty close to the Brazilian border. So they fly in the stuff mm-hmm. and then they ship it down the, uh, the river okay. to Brazil. I know that many people here uh, got involved and got money and... That's easy money for a young kid just working. Very easy. A couple of weeks with these guys getting maybe $1,000. Yeah. That's a lot of money.
0: Easier than cacao. It's easier. Or than Brazil any, nuts.
3: Easier
0: than anything. Definitely. I'm getting eaten. Yeah, me too. Let's, let's do it. Too bad. At last, I'm starting to understand the weird dance between coca and cacao. The drug trade is like an Amazonian river, always shifting, jumping its banks, finding a new path. And when that path flows through a town like Bella Vista, everything else suffers. No one wants to harvest cacao or rubber for small change. But then, after a few years, the smuggling shifts somewhere else and the cacao is still there. Volker has to hope that the cocaine trade in Bella Vista has dried up long enough to give cacao new life. And when we ring Chino the next morning, it sounds good. We're on for uh, tennis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his, he's
3: coming, he's coming yeah. tennis. He's coming, he's coming here. and uh, with his motorbike.
0: OK. So then, and then we follow him to see his place. His place, cool. All right, sounds like it's all coming together, maybe. It almost
3: does. It almost does. You
0: never worried? No?
3: No, not too much. Already I've done it so many times. I, it's like rehearsal. You know? <laughs> the same play, you know, Shakespeare, Macbeth, you know, 500 times on, on Broadway.
0: Yeah. But this performance turns out to be less Macbeth and more waiting for Godot. But he didn't the guy doesn't show up. Right,
3: so. Well, I'm, I'm leaving. We're just leaving. That's it. Good
0: morning, good morning. But in the nick of time, Gino calls.
3: Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, vale. yeah,
0: so now. Yeah, he's coming. He's, uh, now he's
3: coming. Yeah, but the oh, yeah, uh, right there. half, yeah, half an hour, you know, after the the fiesta. Well,
0: Finally, Gino rolls up on his bike. He's a young guy, right. blurry-eyed, but eager and he leads us through Bay of Vista to his place near the river. Chino lives with his parents, his grandparents, his siblings, his wife, and his newborn, who's lying on the floor and gawking at everyone. We all play with the baby while Chino and Volker get down to brass tacks. Volker's got his fedora pulled down low over his eyes, and his arms crossed, and he's giving off skeptical vibes as he quizzes Chino on his plans. How does he ferment cacao? Where is he going to do it? Chino shows Volker a paved garage space, and Volker nods in approval. At least it's out of the weather. Bencino's father points across the street to an empty house on a promontory over the river and Volker nods some more. Afterward, Volker walks me over there. And once we're alone, his skepticism melts. I buy this. Hmm? I buy this. What, buy this place? Yeah. It's for sale?
3: I'm going, I'm going to buy this. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. To That's... be your for sale, tendri- like, warehouse or what? This will be
3: $6,000. Nice.
0: And will you make it a house, or you hola. make it...
3: A hola,
0: hola. Now he's in his own, and he's just seen a woman who's drawing cacao on a tart beside his new warehouse, and he forgets all about me. He's cutting deals on the spot, and by the time we leave, he's even whittled Chino's father down to $5,000 for the house. You can. Now,
3: this will be my new harvest center, then.
0: For this area? Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, it's always good to to show, you know, that you're here. This investment would be like $10,000 in total. And and $10,000 for a very prominent house at the Barranco with view to the river. It's a
0: no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. And by the time we roll out of Bella Vista, he's feeling the old magic. Perhaps his karma has turned after 12 years of bad luck. At least, it certainly seems like it when we swing past the Wakarahe police station on our way back.
3: So we agreed to catch, catch the guys in flagranti uh-huh. in the forest.
0: How's that going to happen? Are the police going to Yeah, he said he would need uh, help. Yeah. Uh, yeah, somebody
3: else uh, coming over and helping out. And then we do an operation and we get the people, I love it.
0: A stakeout after the break. I'll admit, I've never been on a stakeout before, and I'm kind of excited. The plan is that the police will come on Monday morning and meet us on the dirt road where the thieves are hiding their motorbikes. Then, as the scoundrels come out of the woods with their bags of cacao, we nail them.
3: They haven't advised me if they can do it. Actually, he said that he will tell me, that we he will let me know if... So if they don't do anything today, then I
0: would say that that's it. Yeah. And then Volker stuns me by saying he's not even going to be there. He says he has to head up to Bella Vista the same morning to meet with Gino.
3: He told me there is some cacao. I want to see it. And I'm going to tell him, you know, this is uh, this is what we want and this is what we don't want. Yeah. I do a little training with him right on the spot.
0: Well, fine, whatever, but I'm not missing the stakeout. So I make my way there on foot. I have no idea what people will think of this unsupported gringo talking into his tape recorder like Agent Cooper on Twin Peaks, but I just hope they're not armed. All right, walked the road and here we go. We've got bike number one, Blue Moped and no signs of police. It's it's pretty quiet. Um, I don't know, it's only, what, it's like 10.30. Maybe they're still working on their second cup of coffee while they wait for the colonel to show up before they launch the big sting. Anyway, I'm gonna get a photo of this bike and uh, keep going, see what we see. It's really quiet out there. I'm trying to wrap my head around this whole thing. Did the police ever intend to come? Did Volker always know they wouldn't? Or are they just late? I'm just about to head home. When? Oh, we got some action. There's somebody just parked and is sneaking under the fence. It's a woman. And she's got dogs with her. And she is carrying buckets. let see if I can get a photo. Oh, there's two people here. What's this? Cacao? Cacao? hi mucho? And yeah, that's how it goes. The people are unfazed by my presence, and the police never show. I hang out for about an hour, and finally, I give up and trudge home. Well, that was all very interesting, but I don't know what to make of it. They definitely didn't look freaked out that I was seeing them. They're laughing in the woods. Dogs are barking. It's definitely not a secret operation. These bikes are right on the road. They certainly don't seem to feel that they are in any jeopardy at all. And maybe they're not. Volker comes back from Bella Vista beaming. Chino's forest friends are delivering more cacao than he'd hoped. And when I show Volker my photos for the day, he just shrugs it off. At first, I can't figure out why, but I think I can piece it together. For one thing, he's just received notice that one of the chocolate makers in the States that uses his beans has just received a big award for the bar. And they proudly splashed the word Tranquilidad across the front of their labels, like you would for a great wine estate. After 20 years of struggle, Volker's little patch of paradise is achieving landmark status at last. And I don't know if that was directly responsible, but now he's got a new idea for his endgame, his swan song in chocolate.
3: It sounds romantic, but maybe maybe some, some other people take it over and make something similar.
0: Mm-hmm. I ask what he means, and he hesitates. It's clear he hasn't tried out these ideas on anyone yet. But eventually he speaks maybe in the future if tranquilly that gets more and
3: more known that uh, maybe a um, environmental trust um, buys me out and put some money to it to, to bring other people here to continue yeah yeah that would be great you know because it's not for <clears throat> not only for me it's also for all the families here
0: you know who are now in, involved. As soon as he says it, it makes total sense to me. Tranquilidad is a destination where people come to learn the craft, to meet the Baurai people, and to understand the tradition of making wild chocolate, a kind of center to push the art of chocolate to new heights. That would make explicit something he's been circling around for years, that you can't really be an owner of these trees, just a caretaker. They were here long before he'd arrived. And with any luck, they'd be here long after he was gone. But there's another piece to this puzzle one I know nothing about at the time. It's that old Amazonian promise of adventure, and it helps explain why Volker wasn't going to fret over a couple of tons of beans from Tranquilidad. Remember El Carmen, the mystery village, way up the Rio Blanco? Shortly after I leave Bolivia, the first test batch of beans comes downriver to Volker, and with it, information. The pickers had been camping out for weeks, way upriver, where no one ever goes. And what they found was cacao forests like none they'd ever seen. Beautiful pods, countless trees, all growing out of raised forest islands, just like the ones at Tranquilidad. Another overgrown human-made landscape stretching all the way to the Paraguay border, an area unknown to anyone, except for a few drug smugglers. Volker says right now he has no time to take on such an expedition, but he could be convinced because I can tell he's curious. And so am I. A whole new lost city of Z, a brand new X on the treasure map, just dripping cacao and waiting for someone crazy enough or obsessed enough to try to get there first. Any takers? Wild Chocolate is a Kaleidoscope production with iHeart Podcasts. Hosted and reported by me, Rowan Jacobson, and produced by Shane McKeon at Nice Marmot Media. Edited by Kate Osborne and Mangesh Hadekudor. Sound design and mixing by Soundboard. Original music composition by Spencer Stevenson, a.k.a. Botany. Production help from Bahini Shori. From iHeart, our executive producers are Katrina Norvell and Nikki Itor. Special thanks to Laura Mayer, Kostas Linos, Oz Wallachan, Aaron Kaufman, Will Pearson, Conal Byrne, Bob Pittman, Daria Daniel, and the team at Stetler who are helping us make a very special chocolate of our own. That's right! We're working with Louisa and others to protect the rainforest and make delicious Amazonian chocolate. Visit www.stetler-chocolate.com to taste it for yourself. That's www.stetler-chocolate.com And If you want to hear more of this type of content, nothing is more important to the creators here at Kaleidoscope, than subscribers, ratings, and reviews. Please spread the love
1: wherever you listen.